0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Really Useful Podcast from MakeYouSoft.com, the tech podcast for technophobes. With me uh, is Gavin Phillips and I'm Christian Corley. And we have a great selection of tips and tricks to talk to you about this week. We're going to be having a look at uh, HBO Max launch details, a new twist on Amazon Fresh and a kid app for Spotify. We have got our new feature, the Recommendations. And we've got some tips for Chromebook parental controls, city building games that you can run in your browser, and a look at making the most of your space on an Android and an iPhone. Gavin, um, had a good weekend?
1: Uh, yeah, it's been pretty interesting uh, I'm a big rugby fan and obviously England lost the World cup final. So that was a, a disappointing start to the weekend, but it all got a lot better after that. Lots of family time and nice food. And then, um, an extremely windy and wavy walk down at selling cove. So, so jolly nice really. And how about yourself?
0: Uh, yeah, not a bad weekend. Uh, basically, um, stayed indoors. <laughs> <the weather>. Uh, <laughs> and also made the most of the end of the half term and the children not having their, uh, dance competitions meant that they they having dance competitions meant they didn't have any dance lessons at the weekend so uh, it was uh, a, a rare saturday lie until as late as seven o'clock which I think you, any parent will be impressed with that oh okay gosh. let's kick on we have got a new streaming service start in hbo max in may for 15 dollars a month and they've all they've already been quite busy uh there's there's deals that are going that they're making co-production deals that they're making with other broadcasters i hear whispers that they're um involved with future series of doctor who or they're certainly interested in buying future series of doctor who um which would um, i don't know what that would mean for bbc america but there you go mm. uh so yeah um courtesy of warner media hbo max is a streaming service which will offer the entire hbo service plus original programming and content from the vaults i mean i'm imagining isn't game of thrones that hbo
1: uh, I think so yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah so yeah, anyone who is a big fan of Game of Thrones and just wants to stare at it all day and can't be bothered getting their do rays out might be interested in HBO Max.
1: Yeah. There's uh there really is quite an extensive range of, of content going on there like you're saying about the the partnerships. Um there's going to be content from the Warner Bros, DC Entertainment, Castle Rock, the CW, CNN, Crunchyroll Cartoon Network. Uh, and just tons more. I mean, they really have, have gone all out to pack the platform with content for the launch.
0: Absolutely. It's, and and it's, it follows in this path of um, of streaming services, but also kind of siloization of content. So we've yeah. got Netflix, we've got Hulu, we've got Apple TV Plus, we've got Disney Plus, we've got Amazon Prime Video. Now, all of them produce their own material, uh, but so far, there's been a lot of cross- i was gonna say cross contamination, which isn't the best phrase for it, but they, you know you can go on Amazon Prime and watch Disney stuff, and go on Netflix and watch Disney stuff. But as time progresses and Disney Plus comes along, there's gonna be less Disney stuff on Netflix down to point of zero, and the same with Amazon Prime. Um, and yeah. uh, it's, I mean, it seems likely that the same thing's gonna happen here. Any any content that's on other
1: services is gonna be restricted. Where do you think this is gonna end? I don't know, because I think, as we've we've talked about before on the really useful podcast, it's reaching the point now where cord cutting isn't really cord cutting anymore, is it? in this sense that there's so many services, you end up having to pay as much as you would for a normal cable or in the UK like a site, the sky. Subscription, so you end up having to pay fifteen dollars for Disney plus fifteen for h b o and then even more for amazon prime uh and another bit on top for netflix so you're you're easily gonna be looking at hundred maybe hundred and fifty dollars a month um to get all of this content and in reality, I don't think anybody actually has the time to watch all the incredible well, no, content gosh. that's being put out, so people are really gonna have to pick and choose the series that they want to watch the films that they want to watch or just wait until it appears on the platform that they've already got i know i i have amazon prime and by and large i just wait for stuff to come on there or i maybe sign up to something for a month watch a series and then cancel my subscription again because i don't want to have that many subscriptions yeah
0: yeah i mean we we have amazon prime and we share netflix with other members of the family hmm so most most of what we watch is on Amazon Prime though Netflix. I mean, to be honest with you, most Netflix usage is actually done by my niece, whose mum owns a subscription, Yeah, and she comes around and babysits and watches Netflix on our TV. So <laughs> yeah, we usually watch Amazon Prime. Um, we've got a ton of stuff that we're still wanting to watch on Amazon Prime.
1: Yeah. Actually, you raised a good point there as well actually, Christian. Um, family passes and uh, the family sign-ups are actually a really good way of managing the cost of all these subscriptions so if you can go in with your family members you can at least knock the price down by a few dollars for everybody that's using it so it could be a good way of yeah. at least getting a bit more of the content you want to watch across all the different platforms
0: we're supported at least yeah
1: absolutely yeah
0: yeah yeah okay we're going to um move on to um a company we've just mentioned amazon amazon fresh is now free on amazon prime and uh this means you can get delivery of groceries for free if you have amazon prime is amazon fresh available
1: in the uk i don't think it's amazon i mean you can order groceries in the it's UK got a different name from amazon it? yeah but it's yeah. Not amazon fresh i know in the uk as well the prices aren't as good as the supermarkets but by and large uh, the convenience of having something delivered to your door is is great but we also all the supermarkets in the uk do a home delivery service anyway for a, yeah you know a couple of quid extra if you spend over a certain amount it's completely free so yeah. for amazon to compete with that the prices that they're offering food wise would have to be exceptional but reducing the well not reducing eliminating the fourteen ninety dollars fee for us amazon fresh users i think is a great step for them because the prices there seem seem pretty good yeah,
0: it surprised me how uh, kind of muted I think the, the this new internet-inspired battleground for grocery for groceries is, has been recently. Um, I was watching an edition of Dragons Den the other day uh, with some guys who were trying to launch or improve the launch of a of a meat delivery company, mm. and it strikes me that there's opportunities for that that aren't. This should be. It should be happening. There should be more of it. We should be able to get better meat delivered to the door yeah. that has been butchered to our personal preference, and is the meat that we want. Will last because it's relatively fresh, so we can freeze it straight away. And rather than having gone through that full um, uh, p- procedure that it goes through with a supermarket, mm-hmm. um, and I would just. I don't know. I just thought Amazon would have been a company to sort of pick up lots of those little companies and help them distribute, but it doesn't seem to have happened.
1: No, not as much as you would have thought. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, maybe, maybe there's not as much demand as, as we think for it. It can only be the thing I can think of that mm. you can't imagine that an a company the size of Amazon that, that does this sort of delivery service hasn't investigated services like that. So maybe there's, not enough money in it at the current time to make it worth their while yeah yeah copy that copy that copy
0: that but so anyway yeah so um it's it's yet another amazon prime benefit uh it te- it it does seem to be more of a u.s based thing um but you know i mean that's that's nothing to be sniffed at it means members in modern 2000 cities can now get the groceries delivered for free from amazon fresh and if we consider you know if you're American listening to this, you know this already uh, for Gavin and myself. Just consider the size of the United States and the actual uh, massive achievement of actually getting fresh food from A to B, what that is, and the huge like logistic thing that's going on there to make that a success. Um, yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's nothing to be sniffed at. It's not like taking some cornflakes from Penzance to somewhere <laughs> else in Cornwall, is it? <laughs> No, absolutely. New key,
1: new key. New key. New key. <laughs> Stones throw away. <laughs> going
0: via Bodmin, you might be stuck.
1: <laughs>
0: God. Okay. Uh, Did, you know, you're talking about rain earlier. Um, that, w- We were in Cornwall for years ago and the twins were babies, and we we got stuck in Bodmin for hours because he was absolutely honking it down. Oh, God. It was so bad, and the roads were flooding all around the place. And I thought we were going to have to get a hotel at one point. it was really really bad uh anyway i digress spotify is launching a standalone app for children oh a standalone app designed for what they call the next generation of listeners which i think is extremely optimistic (laughs) given the history of the internet to date since the mid-90s um that anything should last more than half a generation is very optimistic um it's designed for kids um age three plus with thousands of songs available hand picked by a team of editors uh you can't bit a, a bit of curated content um although i do prefer to do the curating myself um the kids app looks and feels different to the regular spotify app and features songs from people like ariana grande and taylor swift and pretty much the people you'd expect is this something you'd install
1: personally no uh The kids have their own playlists on my Spotify account. Uh They can add stuff and listen to it as they want. You know, we've got a Spotify app on the TV so they can listen to it through there. I'm not worried, really, if they come across other songs. It's all part of the listening experience. Um, They know not to listen to stuff that appears bad. And I do go through their playlist to make sure they're not adding you know awful Definitely. music yeah or yeah you know, stuff full of expletives or you know other content you know, like they're not listening to the insane clown posse or something awful like that um i can see how the spotify kids app does have its benefits like you say created content does make it easy for parents to uh let their kids go wild within it i think with music you're kind of restricting kids to a certain type of music without having had a proper hands-on look at it because it's only uh, it's only available in Ireland at the moment. It's currently going through the beta phase, so I haven't managed to scroll through and see what their curated content actually means. But um, my kids don't really listen to that much pop music, like Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift. Uh, that's maybe because I don't listen to it myself, so they've never grown up listening to it. So then putting them in this app, there's going to be a lot of music. I don't know, maybe they'll really enjoy it and it could be a nice moment of exploration for them. But personally, no, I, I wouldn't go for Spotify kids.
0: No, no. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're tied in with, well, I mean, we're not tied in. We can, you know, undo the knot at any point, but much um, on use Amazon Kindle Fire tablets still mostly between the three of them the majority are on fire tablets so we've got amazon music and stuff on in the car and yeah yeah yeah. it's um i mean if you're using spotify already and you specifically want your kids to be listening to something different to you i suppose it's a benefit but yeah music's more of a i mean that music can be a wonderful solo experience but it's also meant as a group experience as well isn't it
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. So when we have music on in the house, with I'm the only one that listens to music on headphones when I'm working. The rest of the time, it's, on, here, yeah. it's, on, it's on the radio or it's on a music player or the TV or, or whatever. So or in the car, like you said. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure later in life they'll want their own music playing devices, but by that point, they they will be using their own Spotify accounts anyway. I think that's the other thing to note as well about Spotify kids is that your kids have to have their own spotify premium family account it's not an extension of your existing account so unless you've got space within your existing family group you won't be able to use the spotify kids app anyway
0: yeah i was looking at a youtube video the other day of um song called yellow pearl do you
1: know it no, no i don't know.
0: it's by phil liner it was um who was the lead singer and bass player in thin Lizzy, mm. and and also midgeor and it was once upon a time, the theme tune for top of the pops. Now th- uh-huh. I didn't know this until a few years ago. It's actually a full song that has lyrics and stuff. And I've, I found the music video for it. And it's a, such an eighties music video and he's it, it, holding a Walkman. It, there's kind of a Japan theme to the video and he holds a Walkman and he wields it. Like it's the most amazing piece of technology ever devised. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you know, in 1982, 83, it pretty much was. You've, you know, you've got personal music that you choose what you're going to listen to. You're not, you know, it's not like a radio that you carry around with you. It's literally a cassette player that will play whatever song you put in it. So, in many ways, it was kind of the most amazing technology around. But it's just beautiful that to see him wielding it in that way. Um, now, uh, everything we've talked about so far in the really useful podcast this week, and indeed any other week, uh, you will find in our show notes and now they are published on make use of they should come through on other podcasting services as well i have been checking in the past few days to see where they are on itunes and on player and on the uh, transistor and on stitcher and it does appear that they're coming through but um they may not come through correctly so do check on make use of if you're having trouble with any links and indeed uh if there's anyone that you think would benefit from the really useful podcast from the tips and tricks and what I like to call our no-nonsense approach to um, tech and productivity. Um, Point them in our direction. Uh, You may need to show them how to subscribe to a podcast, but then again, they can just visit a website such as Make Use Of or Transistor and just click play and listen to the show that way. And if you have any thoughts and feedbacks or would like to give us a review, please do so, and that that helps us uh, reach more people if you leave us a review on iTunes now we started a new feature last week um but before we get into that there's an ongoing thing that we need to talk about however briefly my tablet <laughs> <laughs> which still is not fixed really uh, still not fixed really uh, last week i was expecting an engineer to come um on wednesday last week and i got a I've uh, confirmation that an engineer was coming via email and then a few minutes later the engineer rang me and said he wasn't coming because the correct part had not been sent again so
1: this was this was the main board wasn't it
0: this is the main board yeah yeah which has already failed to arrive in the correct part guys and so <laughs> and I then made a few phone calls to Samsung and fix and chatted with them online on their website and on Twitter, and you know, it went on for hours and hours, probably two hours of this, and unable to speak to anyone of any particular responsibility, and managed to get a arrangement for someone to come and fit a new mainboard this week. um I'm kind of getting to the point where maybe I'll just buy my own mainboard and fit it myself so we'll see how it goes anyway but i'm kind of i, I do feel as though maybe an ipad might have been a the better option uh, <laughs> at this stage uh so i'll let you know dear listener how that goes next time now we've um, got a new section on the release of podcast which we started last week uh we've got recommendations and i don't have a specific recommendation other than youtube.com um it is broad isn't it um over the past few months i've had a few problems with my car which is a uh, citroen c4 grand picasso and it's an unusual model it's a diesel model and don't judge and uh, which means it's got a slightly different internal configuration for various things such as air conditioning and the heater blower and all this comes down to the fact that i've had to try and repair some pieces or replace some pieces and found very scant instructions on how i do it until i hit youtube and i found that there's this huge amazing world of teaching you how to fix your car basically on youtube thanks to people just making videos of them replacing parts in the car so i mean a big thank you to all of the people that do that if you're having car problems uh, or you think there's a part that's not working or you think you need to at least diagnose a problem then head to youtube find out a bit more about that problem and it's there's a very good chance that there's a video talking if you how to at least diagnose it or better still replace the part just make sure you're doing it safely and you've disconnected um the battery when necessary and your keys are definitely not in the ignition well yeah go ahead and check those out because there's so much there and it's really really helped me uh gavin what have you got
1: um i have got a computer file which is a an ongoing series uh, also on YouTube which gives you videos about computers and computer stuff. Um, It it ranges from some of the more basic stuff like what's inside your CPU and and why are, are Macs and PCs different and why computer speeds are computer speeds what makes it faster and what makes it slower and it goes all the way through to how different types of encryption work and and why different programming languages work how they do um they're all delivered by a, a series of professors at nottingham university in the uk uh, some of them have uh, appeared on tv at various times tom scott and um, rob miles amongst amongst others and I find that they deliver the information in a very concise and clear way, and the videos, like I said, take you through from very basic to very advanced. So you can learn quite a lot in quite a short amount of time. Well worth a watch.
0: Cool, excellent, excellent. We'll move on then. Um, check that out. It'll be in the show notes, as noticed. Uh, Chromebook parental control apps. We're um, we're back on the topic of um, making sure the kids are listening, are watching cool stuff. Um, somehow. Uh, now you you have chromebook don't you
1: yeah i've got three chromebooks actually wow i'm a a big chromebook fan i really am clearly yeah i like um i buy very cheap broken chromebooks on ebay and then fix them which is uh which is fun you then sell them no i keep them (laughs) much uh, much the eye of my wife (laughs) another one another chromebook in the post do you know
0: i've got got boxes of old laptops yeah i i keep them just in case my laptop breaks i need a laptop exactly you never know when you might be down on your
1: fifth laptop so uh
0: um, parental control is important on any service uh, any platform and I see there are five options for, for Chromebook. And I know one of them is Google Family Link, which I've used myself on Android. Um, and I find it's really useful um, for uh, my, my youngest daughter, just uh, making sure she doesn't click the wrong thing and you know, spend a load of money and stuff. Uh, but there's there's more options for Chromebook, isn't there?
1: Yeah, it, uh, it, it uses much of the same features, but it's... Extends it with Chromebook locking, uh, education and exploration apps, um, and locate your child with the Family Link uh, using the Chromebook. The the, the only downside to the, the Family Link on the Chromebook is that unlike an an Android device, an Android smartphone uh, or tablet, which is going to be on most of the time, you can't constantly ping a chromebook because once it's in your child's bag and closed it won't receive it won't receive the location of uh, yeah. yeah the location data won't be there so it is really really useful but that that's one of the downsides of it for me however against uh much of the competition in the google parental control space google family link is definitely one of the easiest to set up and it's completely free as well which is always a massive plus Excellent. So what else is available for Chromebook users? Well, there's the MobiSip Parental Control, which um, features many of the same features. Um, schedules screen time, remote locking, browser history, control of social media and video and gaming apps, and so on. Uh, that's a free app, and that comes with for Chromebook. You can also get apps for that on your Windows machine a Mac, uh, Android and iOS actually sorry that isn't a free one that's uh, a $49.99 per year subscription uh, and it gives you protection on five devices um, I had a little play around with this one it, it is quite handy it's very easy to use as well I found um, there's also web watcher which doesn't do quite as much but it comes from a very reputable parental control company which name is web watcher and this is their chromebook app um it's a monthly payment of three dollars 32 or 39.99 for a 12-month subscription um that only does website monitoring and search history social media urls uh but i don't think that extends to actually viewing their social media profiles, which could be an issue depending on the type of uh, parental control you want to use. But it also has word alerts with automatic screenshotting, which is quite a handy feature. So if your child decides to search for something particularly rude or awful, it will take an automatic Mm -hmm. screenshot and send it to you so you can get on the phone or or run up to their room and and close their computer down. Uh, Following on, The Bloxy Manager Home, which is really quite extensive. Um, There's various versions of Bloxy. The Home Premium, which is what I would advise anyone to go for. You don't need the, I can't remember what the third tier is, but there's another tier above Home Premium. Um, The Home Premium gives you internet, social media, video gaming, time controls, youtube keyword and channel filtering customizable filter policies real-time analytics and web history uh notification on attempts to access dangerous or illicit content and screen time enforcement now that one comes in it's really good and it really is really handy but it comes in at the eye watering rate of 59 50 per year per user so if you've got more than one child Using more than one computer, that's gonna really, really quickly rack up. Yeah. The final option is M Spy. M Spy is an app that's uh, it's caused a controversy really because it's been used as uh, stalkerware in other. In other situations people spying on each other on their loved ones and what have you but aside from that you can use it as a very very handy parental control app it gives you a direct access into your child's smartphone uh you can use it on an iphone which is what many parents want you don't have to jailbreak the iphone to install this app and keep it hidden so that's a big positive for parents who are locked in or to the ios apple ecosystem so that's well worth a look as well. But that also comes in at fifty three ninety nine uh, per year. Wow.
0: Okay. That's a good selection. Um, they are getting expensive though, aren't they?
1: Yeah. And and in that, if you have Android and you have Google, um, Google products. Sorry, Google Family Link is definitely the best best option. Like buy far and away. Um, I know you've written an article on how to install Google Family Link on Android devices so I would advise anybody that can to go and read that and figure out how to install it on your Android devices and on your Chromebook because it's going to save you a lot of money in the long run. Yeah
0: definitely. Uh, So um, the importance of parental control software uh, cannot be overstated in this day and age so certainly check those out if you or your children use a chromebook or have access to one uh gavin online city building games like SimCity. yeah, yeah. now i was um chatting with my little uh lads this week um or last week i think at our term and we were, we were talking about this very subject um but we were looking for apps and it looks like the best option
1: might not have been apps no, um, apps. It's quite hard to find decent city building apps because so many of them have switched to timers and, and pay to win and all that sort of stuff. So it becomes quite tricky to find ones that that just let you play really, which is what you want. If you yeah. were looking for an app, uh, I would advise Pocket City which is a really decent SimCity clone on android uh it's a i can't remember how much it costs but it's a really really good game i've had it for quite a long time and it's good to just fire up for 10 20 minutes if you've got nothing to do um however talking about city building games in your browser uh i've got a list of five or six here uh toy books metropolis was one that i played recently it's an interesting take on it actually because it gives you just 10 turns so you're not building an endless metropolis but mm. you have to consider what you're placing with each turn to try and increase your maximum score uh and it's quite a nice sort of toy style building environment the idea is that it's being built on a, on a child's bedroom floor so it's quite a nice style um there's also the final earth 2 which if you've played uh rim world or maybe even prison architect i think it's quite a similar sort of style yeah. uh you're sort of assigning people to build and gather resources and then you can place more buildings to build your city and then there's various levels for you to progress through that one was really quite fun um My- micropolis online uh, is the third option uh micropolis was actually the original name for sim city before they changed the name and micropolis people will instantly recognize the the sort of layout in the game because it's very similar to the original SimCity game itself. They open-sourced the SimCity source code several years ago, so there's a few different clones using the Micropolis name popping up here and there. It's very, very basic, but it's quite fun. Um, Now, what people really want is, is SimCity, and you can go to play classic the website there's a link for this in the in the article and you can play SimCity 2000 in your browser so you can fire up the original game take all the time in the world and, and wonder why you're still playing 10 hours later mm-hmm. all, all from your browser uh, and the final two there's city creator which is a, another different take on it rather than having to gather resources and wait for your money to increase and, and hope that your city doesn't burn down you can use city creator to build a cityscape uh, a bit like a postcard uh, in many ways and you can combine different objects different building types different roofs roadways and what have you and you and you place it all down and, and make yourself a nice looking little city which is which is quite cool And the final one is Idle City Builder. Um, Idle City Builder, the clue is in the name. It's an idle game. Uh, Idle games are games you don't really interact with. You just put it on and watch the numbers tick up. And then over time, you unlock more buildings. And the numbers get bigger. And then you can unlock more buildings. So... If okay. you want an extremely hands-off city-building experience, that might be the thing for you. Sure. Okay, good, <laughs> good selection there. Um, that, I, um, I'm
0: intrigued by you saying well, you, you're kind of elevating SimCity 2000 above the original SimCity. I've never been able to get the grips of SimCity 2000.
1: Ah, uh, okay.
0: Um, uh, not uh, any, any of the angular isometric type. Um. The original SimCity, I spent hours playing the original SimCity in the summer of 1990
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um on my uncle's pc and oh my word i spent a lot of time playing it and listening to old um 80s metal <laughs>
1: <laughs> not the like the jazzy uh sim city soundtracks that no no it.
0: no check that out a bit no no let listen a bit <laughs> dave lee Roth. <laughs> nice so yeah <laughs> um, yeah a good list a good list something that we all face the threat of running out of memory on your smartphone it's a bit of a pain, isn't it? Um, whether you've got an old phone or a new phone um you' got you are going to encounter memory problems from time to time. So what do you do about it? bigger, phone?
1: Go-
0: bigger <laughs> phone yeah bigger <laughs> phone physically bigger phone that you carry on your back. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> We're dead, sir. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there's um, if if you like memory and storage are two different things. Now there are ways of using storage as extra memory, um, but yeah, it's it's not ideal. It's not the the best thing to do. Now me- Android is good at handling memory, but you know you do kind of need to know how much RAM you're going to need. Um, those are some of those, um impacted uh you know we're talking about the um, amazon fire tablets sorry my, my twins amazon fires i think they're two gigabytes or the one gig. no the one gigabytes and they really need to be at least two gigabytes and i think most android devices now you're going to get it needs to be two gigabytes because if it's less than that you are going to really struggle
1: i think at this point um two gigabytes is becoming very low really isn't it yeah it's, yeah it it's, is, it's yeah. a bit like desktop PCs now you you can get away with 2 gigabytes but you really want to be looking at 4 4 yeah. gigabytes to keep everything ticking over really smoothly there we go. absolutely
0: um so yeah so t- to take the time to find out what you've got in your device because that's really going to impact on you know, what's what performance you're going to get and also there are ways to find out what apps are using ram It might be that you've got something running that you didn't know about uh so um In Android 6, Marshmallow, and Android 7, Nougat, go to um, Settings, Memory, and i will show you what apps are running. Um, For Android 8, 9, uh, the Memory section is within Developer Options, which is a bit of a pain to get to, but you basically go to Settings, About, then tap Build Number seven times. That will make Developer Options magically appear in the previous menu. Then go to Settings, Advanced, Developer Options, Memory, and then you'll be able to see the average (laughs) RAM use it's almost like a magical spell isn't
1: it yeah uh, I was gonna say spin around cross your heart <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: now another thing you should avoid is task killers and RAM boosters because they don't really do much these days older versions of Android may be but Android itself is designed to better handle apps and memory so they're best avoided Using less RAM is the best option to improve performance. So you cut down on the number of home screens and live wallpapers. Don't bother with those things because they, they use up resources. They use a battery, particularly with live wallpapers. Get rid of the apps that you don't need. And we're going to just go on quickly look on my Sony now. I have got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah.
1: Home, home screens. Calls.
0: <laughs> I have got twelve screens, four by five apps. So that's twenty. I've got two hundred and forty app icons on my Android device.
1: But in your drawer, not just on your. In home my
0: drawer. Screen. In my drawer. I was going to say why. <laughs> so that's two, yeah. I mean, there's some of those are built in, but we're talking about two hundred and forty apps. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. I suspect that's probably too many. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah that obviously needs some cropping there so yeah there's a prime example of uninstalling apps you no longer need I would say I probably need probably five or six pages at the most there um, so half that number um, so pre preinstalled apps where possible this isn't always possible you can do it if it is possible Then the settings app notifications see all and then click disable and uh install software or install software updates has become available because that can help with management of memory and find alternative apps that use less memory for instance um there's the facebook option isn't there, where you've got facebook and then you've got facebook lights or you could just visit facebook in your browser which is what i do if i ever feel compelled to visit facebook on my mobile which isn't very often mm. um li- lighter app options are always a good option and um a lot of uses of the word option there and android go is a a selection of low-end apps for android services which work on any android device and use less ram and with 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 better ram management you're going to get the best out of your android device now on a similar note iphones while they're pretty good at managing space um storage is another matter entirely so they the OK get managed memory but the storage is another matter entirely because you can't expand your iphone storage can you
1: no that's it you, you buy it and you've got it there's no expansion slots ever are they they don't do yeah. that
0: and it's, the same goes for ipad so um yeah i mean the maximum is these days is kind of two five six or five twelve um but you're still going to run into a full iphone you're going to you know you've got 4k videos Coming along, you've got big games you've got all sorts of um, challenges to um, manage your iphone storage do you want to take this one
1: god yeah i was just looking at some of the the largest apps you think oh call of duty <laughs> a, what's that 1.5 gigabytes and depending on the, the way you use apps as well you can you can end up using a lot more space than you're realizing so for instance uh you've got whatsapp or another messaging service on your i device and it's storing every single photo gif meme etc cetera, etc cetera, that goes through that messaging service it's storing it all to your your device then you're suddenly going to realize oh that that device is taking up tens and tens of gigabytes of space so yeah you have to do a lot more um a lot more micromanagement i think uh, and that means stuff like deleting unused photos and videos uh, the best way to probably do that for most people is upload them to your to your iCloud photos to keep a track of them and then once they are uploaded and safe and secure you can actually then get rid of them um, another option is to take only hdr photos you can take really nice photos using hdr mode but the size of the photos um can come in slightly undersized uh wiping your browser um cache cache is sometimes works I've always been a bit dubious about this though actually because once you've wiped it it does it repopulates and you end up having a slightly slower browser experience in yeah. my opinion so yeah. what's your what's your take on yeah. that well I,
0: I generally i agree i don't bother with it very much at all these days in any in any form um we tried it with my wife's ipad and mm. yeah it slowed things down because it's taken longer to get stuff that it's already got but yeah before you yeah. deleted it yeah we, we visiting regular websites and web services yeah it's uh yeah. kind of productive
1: so maybe keep that one if you're experiencing a particular slowdown and, or you are really really pushed for space maybe keep that one back until the very end um as i was saying earlier about the the messages um it's not just messaging apps it's sms and i messages can really add up over time especially as you can send all sorts of message types through i messages so Similarly, that can that can take up a lot of space. You can use uh, various iDevice apps to back up messages that you will find important before deleting them. Um, and the other thing is really try and make use of your iCloud or other external cloud storage services. Uh, if you have a device with limited storage, uh, make sure you're backing up and shifting off those massive files uh, frequently. I went through a phase when I was we were traveling about quite a lot we would download you know bus routes menus or make sure we got offline maps for areas we weren't sure about reception in and all this sort of stuff and you suddenly realize that combination has sort of taken up a huge amount of space and, and you've got no space for pictures or what have you so keeping an eye on that sort of clutter really really helps absolutely my word we have got through a
0: lot today Great tips there from Gavin from uh, sorting out your iOS storage issues. And I think we'll be um, taking a look at my wife's iPad and seeing how some of those can be applied. (laughs) Ah, oh, yes, I can't wait. Um, This is the really useful podcast. And we have today gone through the details of the HBO Max launch. Found out about the Amazon Fresh growing free on Prime and the new Spotify app launcher for launching for kids we've looked at fixing cards with youtube and that thing that gavin told us about computer file computer file and we have also looked some tips for chromebook parental control some great online city building games you can play in your browser and memory management for android and iphone storage tips as well good lord this is a bumper Really useful podcast. Now, later this month, we're hoping to bring you a Black Friday special. So And and Cyber Monday. Let's not throw Cyber Monday out. Don't forget Cyber Monday. Uh, So that'll be uh, towards the end of the month, obviously. Uh, So, yeah, stay tuned for that. And we've got lots more to come throughout the month. But we'll be back next week with more tips and tricks on the really useful podcast, the tech podcast for technophobes. Until then, from Gavin... And myself, it's goodbye.